Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The A-League men's starts back up this weekend. And of course, the league is very well positioned to capitalize on the Socceroos advancing to the round of 16 at the World Cup. Let's start off this little chat with Mark Schwartz's thoughts on the return of the A-League. I'm not really sure how well the A-League clubs are actually positioned. I would like to think they're in a, in a pretty good position. Um, they've had a, a little bit of time. You would you would have hoped that maybe there were some plans uh, thought about prior to the World Cup and saying like along the lines of, hey, what happens if the Socceroos do well at this World Cup? They exceed all expectations. How do we capitalise if that were to be the case? Um, <clears throat> when you look at the data, um, 65% of the men's FIFA World Cup squad were developed by the A-League academies. 21 of these players played in the A-League. Um, eight players are currently at A-League clubs, um, which is which is impressive. It really is. I, I think that's also because of the manager. I think the manager had a big say in that, Graham Arnold, in, in the type of squad that he wanted to pick, the type of balance he wanted to find. Um, and I think, uh, you know, you I think we'll see that the A-League will certainly, I think, gain an advantage from the Socceroos' performances um, and see they'll see a, 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 an immediate response from the Socceroos performing so well at the World Cup and so many players that are in the A-League uh, at those A-League clubs. The question is, how do they maintain that? How do they hold on to the extra supporters? How, how do they tap into the extra excitement that surrounds um, you know, the, the World Cup, the performance of the Socceroos, and take that into the A-League? Um, and, and that's going to be the big challenge. Um, one worrying thing for me is that, <clears throat> you know, it was on free to wear and now it's it's still on free to wear, but it's in a, a, a not in their main channel. It's one of the back channels, and that's a bit of a worry. Um, I just hope that football itself continues to push, and football needs to look after football, and we need to stick together. I've talked about it many, many times before, and a bit of a broken record these days. But in terms of State federations, national federation, all need to work together, and we don't do it enough. And this is a another another I say incredible opportunity to really apply pressure to the very top, to state governments, federal governments, to demand why we don't receive the equal amount. Equal. I'm I'm even only asking for equal equality at the moment with other codes, player for player investment by state federations state federations seem to or state governments sorry seem to be the biggest um the biggest candidates at the moment or the biggest um um people who are not living up to expectations the ones who are not delivering when it comes to investment and at the, at least being on a on on a par with other codes um that's really disappointing and that needs to change and we need to put pressure on them the public do the football clubs do, the state federations, as well as the football federation. <clears throat> it's great to see that clubs are doing guard of honours for, for the Socceroos players coming back. They deserve it, 100%. On-pitch presentations for the Socceroos returning, that 
is a given and it's brilliant that they're doing it because it, I say it's a given, but it doesn't always happen. So I take my hat off to all the A-League clubs that are doing that. I, 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 that, that is absolutely brilliant. Signing sessions, post-matches for the Socceroos players. And that is what we need to continue to do. We need to keep pushing these guys up on that pedestal. We need to keep using them as examples and we need to keep putting pressure and screaming louder and louder about equality and about receiving the funding that we deserve per capita. Number of players that play football compared to other codes far exceeds any of them. We need to be paid and and funded equally. Thanks, Mark. So we've heard from Schwartzy over on the ground in Qatar. The APL put out a report today saying 65% of the Australian World Cup squad were developed by the A-League academies. 21 of the players had played in the A-League men's. Eight of the players of record are current A-League men's players, so they're going to be returning to their clubs. And also that the A-League men's has invested $45 million in youth development in recent years. Uh, we talk a lot and have talked a lot about how to capitalise on the Socceroos' success. Tommy Orr, let's start with you. What are you hoping to see this weekend, but also heading into this Christmas period where there's going to be plenty of people on school holidays to go to football? Uh, what do you want to see and what needs to happen? Well, I think that the you know before the World Cup, the general consensus with people who were you know maybe part-time fans of football but didn't necessarily support the A-League was that the A-League wasn't a good league. And I think, obviously, a lot of these people would have watched the Socceroos' performances and, you know, the likes of Matt Leckie and Craig Goodwin, they obviously caught the imagination of the whole country. And I think that kind of put those opinions, yeah, it, it put them to bed, really. I mean, there is a lot of quality in the A-League and, and those statistics you just touched on kind of prove it. And I think that, you know, the game's got really good momentum now. There's obviously the Women's World Cup coming up in six months, but I think we we, we were discussing it yesterday I think, you know, getting more eyes on, on the TV, on the A-League and more bums in the seats in the crowd is a really important thing for Australian football. And I think that um, a lot of the other issues that we have kind of as a footballing nation will go away if, if the A-League can find a way to to convert these part-time football fans sorts of things into fans of the A-League. And um, uh, to be honest, I think the APL, um, you know, I think that they're making all the right noises and it, it, it sounds like Danny Townsend is fully aware and of the opportunity that's in front of him. And I'm really excited, to be honest. Um, I'm expecting, you know, good crowds on the weekend. I think, you know, Adelaide, the, the, you saw the reception that they gave Craig Goodwin when he landed at the airport there. And, I mean, this is that's not really the, the type of um, fanfare that you kind of used to associate with the A-League. And I think that's a good sign. And um, hopefully we can see more people at the games and more, more hype around the general public for the A-League. Yeah, no, I think it could turn into a, a perfect storm, and I, I totally agree with with what you're saying. I think it, it's come at exactly the right time, you know, leading into the Women's World Cup. Um, you know, A League players doing well, you know, and and alongside the APL spending money on on their content and everything else, you know, suddenly you've created a lot of extra storylines, um, and and again, you you've reached and can reach a, a broader broader public um yeah and that negative narrative that that i've sensed in and around the league uh like you said tommy you know that that can you know you can solely put that to bed because you got no arguments because you've seen players from the a-league uh you know mixing it with argentina and messi so yeah so i i hope that uh you know it can sort of yeah just uh 
put a booster rocket uh, at the end and, 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 and really, you know, we have the Melbourne Derby coming up in, in just over a week. Uh, and hopefully that'll be a sellout, you know, so, so there's some, some great things happening and, and the A-League needs it. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting league, you know, I followed it for, and obviously played a bit and it, it's better, a lot better than a lot of people want to make it out. With that said, Tommy, it's, it is a little bit more complex than, uh, look at what the Socceroos did, therefore you should forgive some of the issues. Like, Raw fans <laughs> are still saying, hey, our game's in Redcliffe, that problem hasn't been solved. Yeah. Western, Western United still don't have a stadium. MacArthur are still struggling to build their crowds. So yeah. is, is this a case of, you know, we can appreciate the quality of the players the league has produced on the world stage, but how much responsibility do the clubs have to take now, given that the APL is their collective movement? So any problem that the league has... Ultimately, it's the club's responsibility to fix. They're the ones that essentially appoint the APL administration to govern them. Yeah, and it's obviously in their interest to fix these issues. And I think Thomas just touched on it. You know, we're, we're, a lot of the narrative around the A-League and the criticisms are usually or often to do with on the field, the quality of the football. And obviously, we discussed how that's probably not a valid argument anymore. But like Thomas mentioned, the investment that the APL has started to make. I mean, I'm not sure that we've seen the fruits of that investment come to, you know, come to bear yet. And I think that, like Thomas said, it's it's the perfect kind of marriage now because, you know, the, a lot of the, the, the cynicism or the, the critical, the criticism, sorry, of, of the football is kind of put to bed and that's coinciding with, with some great investment that we can hopefully see the benefits of um, you know, in 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 the next kind of six to twelve months, but I mean, there's no doubt there is still some some kind of issues that need resolving. The Brisbane one is certainly one of them, and I'm I'm sure the APL will will be doing everything in their power to to solve those issues. Well, one other thing for the A-League this weekend, there are guards of honour planned in Sydney, the Central Coast and Brisbane for some of the returning players, including on-pitch presentations for the returning Socceroos and also signing sessions post-match. And fans uh, were hearing that there are going to be incentives to wear their Socceroos jersey. And this ties back into something that I think has also been discussed a lot out of the Socceroos performances, Tommy, which is that um, really... Uh, what we've seen at Fed Square and, and now at Tumbalong Park in Sydney, the watch-along sites, they're going to apparently continue for the semifinals and the final of the World Cup. But it's about also having that event sort of feel to more Socceroos games than just the World Cup. I guess we're going to get a litmus test with this Asian Cup in a year's time. I mean, do you feel as though the magic of the Socceroos being a major event when they play can extend beyond just being at a World Cup? Or is it the sort of thing that only a World Cup can get the people out on the streets for? I think it's a little bit of both because I think that, you know, I think it's been touched on. Arnie even said it in one of his press conferences. I think that nothing really brings the nation together like the Socceroos and the Matildas. You know, it's it's a it's a really good kind of snapshot of Australian society. It's a very multicultural team in the sense that everybody's come from different upbringings and it's, it's a really good snapshot of Australian society and everybody seems to really get behind the team. But you know, I think that the the images we're seeing from you know Federation Square and these types of places, and in Sydney in the last game, that that is the hype of the World Cup. I think it's going to be difficult to recreate that you know that level of fanfare for you know lower profile games. But at the same time, there's no reason that you know there can't be more fanfare than there was beforehand. And I think that you know it'll be it's kind of unrealistic to expect this and every time the Socceroos play. But at the same time, there's definitely 
perhaps some learnings that we can take from this and um, make the experience for Socceroos fans and Matildas fans more exciting and in- incentivize them to come back to, to these kind of spaces to watch the match. Yeah, and I also think it, it's also about a, a change of culture because it, it's not a natural thing. You know, football is is not sort of ingrained uh, as much as other sports, you know, in Australia. And 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 to have these experiences around football and and for people to experience to make football an event, um, I think it's something new. And and you know, we uh, you know we touched on you know obviously the Women's World Cup coming up, um, and. You know, local government suddenly having to, you know, to have to give in to the demand of, of people. Hopefully, it's something that can just, you know, be a rollover to to the Women's World Cup next year. You know, where people just get excited about, okay, let let's get out on the street or let's go and and watch it together. And 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 that, that's where you create the emotions and the attachment to the sport as well. So so we can't overlook that it's. It gives people an experience that uh, that will hopefully have them hanging hang around, um, and and will slowly start to to build as years go by. Because it, it's a natural thing in Europe and everywhere else, but in Australia, it's a new thing. So it, it, it's a I thought it was great to see so many people on the street. Well, if you are getting out to an A-League game this weekend or you are watching, make sure you check out the MacArthur versus Victory match on Sunday because I hear the commentator for that game is going to be pretty good. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.